Welcome to The Real Deal Report, the next level of independent news. This is uh, Jim Fetzer in Madison with Dean Ryan in Austin. The others are on special assignments today with an update for The Real Deal Reports where Tucker was on fire last night. Listen to what the man had to say. You can tell a lot about a society by what shocks its leaders. For generations, what shocked the people in charge of this country was political violence, hurting your neighbors for having different opinions. They were appalled by that, and they were right to be. Political violence isn't simply an assault on individual Americans. It's an attack on America itself. In this country, we govern by consent, not by force. People with guns don't make our laws. Voters do. You may have a Glock in your hand, but on election day, you have precisely as many votes as the little old lady who disagrees with you. That's our system. The weak are supposed to have as much power over the government as the strong. And that is the basis of our equality as Americans, something that we should cherish and protect. Political violence immediately short circuits this. It ends democracy. Violence instead returns us to the most primitive of all systems, one in which might makes right. People who hurt others get to do exactly what they want. Everyone else has to obey them. There is no greater threat to civilization than this, and we used to understand that because it's obvious. But things have changed. The people who run this country are no longer shocked by political violence. They welcome it. They slyly encourage it. They are its beneficiaries. They tell us the only real crimes are thought crimes. It's okay to set fires or smash strangers in the face with two-by-fours, so long as you are chanting the correct slogans. If you're on the right team, everything is allowed. But if you dare to dissent from the orthodoxy, you will be swiftly punished. Go ahead and express the wrong opinion. Try it in a meeting. Try it on Facebook. They will find you. You'll lose your job, your reputation, possibly even your life. The message they're sending you is very clear. Americans are not equal anymore. There are two standards in this country, one standard for them and a very different standard for you. Over the weekend, we saw exactly what they will excuse from their own supporters. Armed mobs of Joe Biden voters torched buildings, smashed cars, attacked police officers. They rioted. They hurt people, a lot of people. And the media, watching closely, lied about all of it. They pretended it didn't happen. They made excuses for it. They buried the truth in euphemism. The liars of the New York Times described the riots as, quote, protests as if the violence was justified or could be justified. Here's the truth about what happened. Here's what actually happened in Seattle over the weekend. Take a look.
protests. No, these were not protests. These were scenes from war. The rioters threw rocks, bottles, wood, explosives at police. One explosion left an eight-inch hole in a police precinct. Because no lie is too absurd for CNN to tell, the network described violence against police as, quote, a demonstration against police violence. Got that? It's a perfect inversion of the truth worthy of 1984. Ignorance is strength, freedom is slavery, war is peace. They repeat it because they expect you to believe it, and no doubt some do. The Seattle Police Department gamely tried to push back by releasing actual body cam footage of the violence. It's not clear how many people saw it, so we're going to show some of you, we're going to show some of it to you right here. A total of 59 police officers were injured in this demonstration against police violence. CNN would like you to believe they attacked themselves. They did not. Not in Seattle, not anywhere. In Oakland, mob with, mobs with helmets and shields attacked a police station. They shot cops with fireworks. They set fire to a courthouse. Here are pictures of it. According to ABC News, the rioters you just saw were, quote, protesters. They burned the courthouse, quote, after a peaceful demonstration intensified. Oh, intensified. Just like the World Trade Center collapsed when a commercial airline flight intensified. It's remarkable. You've got to believe there are still normal people working at ABC News, maybe in the tape library or in the cafeteria. Are they watching their own coverage? How can they stand it? The apologies for violence, the relentless, shameless lying. It's hard to believe they haven't resigned. They probably have mortgages and kids. You feel for them, just as you feel for the cameraman who had to flee the mob in Sacramento over the weekend. They were surrounded and apparently assaulted by 150 Joe Biden voters dressed in black paramilitary gear and had to run for their lives. You'd think other journalists would be sympathetic to this. They used to be, not anymore. The stakes are too high. We've got an election coming up. And so instead, they lied to provide cover for the rioters, the ones who threatened the cameraman. The Sacramento Bee took pains to tell you that the protests were actually peaceful. The newspaper did its best to downplay the violence, including the fact that so-called protesters were trying to disarm police helicopters with laser pointers. One of the peaceful protesters ran through the streets with a chainsaw in order to block traffic. No problem. Nothing to see here. Meanwhile, at mostly peaceful protests in Austin and Aurora, Colorado, people were shot. In downtown Louisville, heavily armed militia and military outfits walked through the city threatening violence if police officers weren't sent to jail. No problem, just a protest. In Milwaukee, a black Trump supporter named Burnell Trammell was executed in front of his office in broad daylight. He was killed. In Portland, Oregon, police seized a bag filled with rifle magazines and Molotov cocktails. Not a big deal. City leaders in Portland have ignored 60 straight days of rioting. It's fine, they say. Really? Here's how Portland looked over the weekend.
This isn't fine. It's not normal. It's not a protest. These aren't children. These are adults. And they're destroying our country. They're completely out of control. They're violent. Are they punished? No. Where's the Justice Department in this? Don't we have an attorney general? Isn't he supposed to be conservative? Why are we allowing this? Chad Wolf runs the Department of Homeland Security. Wolf, whatever you think of him, has been one of the very few officials in Washington who seems to notice that any of this is happening. He sent federal law enforcement to Portland to keep the mob from burning down the federal courthouse there, which the mob does not own. It's federal property. They have no right to torch it. It's not theirs. It's ours. For doing that, for being one of the very few to actually push back a little bit, he was punished. The mob came to Chad Wolf's home yesterday, and they threatened him and his family. And they didn't do it subtly. There wasn't subtext. They said it out loud on camera. Watch. We must make social consequences for these men and women. We must make it uncomfortable for them. We will not be good Germans. We are angry neighbors. This man lives here quietly and is able to live just like us. Oh, he's starting to figure out why the Department of Justice isn't actually doing anything, why they haven't frog-marched the leaders of Antifa in front of the camera, why they haven't stopped this stuff, why they're acting like they're powerless. Maybe they don't want mobs like this in front of their houses. Maybe mob violence works. We must make it uncomfortable for them, she says, in a megaphone. What does that mean? Well, we don't need to guess, because we just spent all weekend watching what it means. Here's the contrast that we should never forget. Things change so quickly, you imagine things have always been this way, but they haven't. There's a presidential election a few months from now. If you disagree with, with what Chad Wolf has done, you get to vote against Chad Wolf's boss, and Chad Wolf would be out of a job. That's the way we used to do it when this was a democracy, but not anymore. Now they just go and threaten Chad Wolf's children, and the media applaud. Last month, a radio show host in Seattle called Paul Gallant mocked reports that his city was descending into chaos. These were peaceful protests, he suggested. On Twitter, Gallant reported that he saw, quote, no burning, pillaging, or deaths. Of course, those things were happening. They existed. We show you tape of it at the time. But Gallant pretended otherwise. We don't know why we'd have to assume because he thought it would help his team. Then the rioters showed up in the building where he lives, in his apartment building, and they destroyed destroyed the Starbucks downstairs. And that scared him. Now Galan says he's buying a gun. Ah, it turns out it's not so easy to lie about violence when it's aimed at you. you know, I had to take advantage of that opportunity because Tucker is so spot on. We're seeing scenes directly from the front. This is not a peaceful protest. This is a war zone. And you're the perfect guy to comment on it, my friend. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Jim. You know, this is what it, 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 it's warfare, absolutely. We called it a war since, uh, you know, early April, probably before that. And uh, it, it, it's really the, the infiltration of other countries and other groups using these paramilitary forces to infiltrate these protests. Now, 
there is gatekeeping going on that the, the general public only sees uh, what they see through the local news. And we know that Sinclair Broadcasting, which is controls all the local news, all the talking points, that's why they say the same thing day after day, are portraying this as a civil rights movement, just a regular peaceful protest. So when um, they hear that uh, the military or anything federal is going into these cities to sweep it up, they hear it as a, gee, uh, Trump's military is going in there for no reason and just, you know, uh, kidnapping people, etc. So um, this is a information war as much it is as it is a front line war in these cities, which are burning. And, and make no mistake too, Jim, um, you have uh, the corporations funding BLM and funding Antifa and those corporations are, uh, you know, like uh, Walmart, uh, Pepsi, all these big guys. And they are backed up by what I found out, the Retail Industry Leaders Association that are just, that are pressuring governors in, in county board members to uh, force the mandates on the mask. Then it's gonna be force the checkpoints on your papers. This is a war on the deep state, which we now figured out, Jim, they're the corporations. Dean, I think you got it right. It's fascinating what's going on here. I thought Tucker was perfect. Now you hear a lot about rules for radicals and Saul Alinsky. So I thought I'd check it out to give our audience a bit of an introduction. His goal was to create a guide for future community organizers to use in uniting low-income communities or have-nots in order for them to gain social, political, legal, and economic power. You remember another guy who said he was a community organizer? He was the first black president, and he was elected twice. That's right. Barack Obama was telling us who he really is when he described himself as a community organizer. There are various themes here, which is the use of a common enemy against a community in order to unite the elements. Here, the common enemy appears to be the police. They have chosen the police and the idea of defunding or abolishing the police to be a common theme to unite them. Here are the basic rules for radicals. Power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. Power is derived from two main sources, money and people. Have-nots must build power from flesh and blood. Never go outside the expertise of your people. Whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the enemy. Make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. Just to add an aside there, that means we, the target, are all supposed to be law-abiding while they violate the law massively. More about that momentarily. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. There is no defense. It's irrational. It's infuriating. It also works as a key pressure point to force the enemy into concessions. A good tactic is one your people enjoy. Think of looting, arson, just you know, wreaking havoc. A tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag. Or I think we're finding that's happening here and now. Keep the pressure on. The threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. Imagination and ego can dream up many more consequences than any activist. The major premise for tactics is the development of operations that'll maintain a constant pressure upon the opposition. Hence, 
they're in Portland, they're in Seattle, they're in Oakland, they're in Washington, D.C., they're anywhere they can to keep the pressure on. If you push a negative hard and deep enough, it will break through into its counter side. Violence from the other side can win the public to your side because the public sympathizes with the underdog. Well, I believe they have overplayed their hand massively and that the public is completely appalled by the rioting, looting, and the deaths that are resulting here. The price of a successful attack is a constructive alternative. Pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, polarize it, cut off the support network and isolate the target from sympathy. Go after people and not institutions. People hurt faster than institutions. Well, Dean, I think he was, uh, you know, promoting acts of aggression. His views have been subjected to criticism, observing that these kind of policies only work in urban low-income areas. I think we're seeing that too. In several Chicago areas where he worked, his use of conflict backfired and the community was unable to achieve the policy adjustment they were seeking. What we have now, however, is Democrat mayors and governors who are aiding and abetting this massive onslaught by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Now here's an aside about the nature of morality and how it has to be understood that the actions that are undergoing here are profoundly, profoundly immoral. Morality entails not treating others merely as ends and not merely as means. In other words, when you treat people, murder, robbery, kidnapping, rape is using other people merely as means. Employer, employee, doctor, patient, lawyer, client can treat each other as means and be ethical when their relations are respectful, non-abusive and non-exploitative, to give an illustration. An employer is treating his employees with respect when they have safe working conditions, reasonable hours of employment and a decent wage. Employees are treating their employers with respect when they show up for work in a timely fashion, perform the work, don't claim excess wages, don't steal or exploit. Obviously, there are ways in which they can treat one another abusively, slavery being the most obvious example of immoral conduct. Now, you take this general principle of morality of always treating others as ends and never merely as means, if you apply it to specific areas, you get ethics, business ethics of application of this principle to business, legal ethics, application of this principle to legal, journalism, application of this principle to, to, to journalism. The tactics of riots, looting, and arson are obviously abusive and exploitative. In other words, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa are, are treating other persons merely as means, and their actions are profoundly immoral. Alexander Solzhenitsyn summed it up. You must understand, the leading Bolsheviks who took over Russia were not Russians. They hated Russians. They hated Christians. Driven by ethnic hatred, they tortured and slaughtered millions of Russians without a shred of human remorse. It cannot be overstated. Bolshevism committed the greatest human slaughter of all time. The fact that most of the world is ignorant and uncaring about this enormous crime is proof that the global media is in the hands of the perpetrators. And so it is for us today, Dean. The media is controlled by the left wing 
and they are covering for them. Your thoughts? Absolutely, spot on, uh, Jim. The media is the enemy uh, because it's not our media. This is the PR firm of the uh, Rules for Radicals playbook here. This is their total uh, communications department that is totally sugarcoating everything happening in every major metropolitan city in the United States right now. And when the press secretary at the White House tried to put on the uh, flat screens the other day, the big TV screens uh, of images that we just saw, the uh, CNNs, the ABCs, the CBS, they all shut down their uh, broadcast uh, covering that. And then when you look deeper into it, Jim, gee, who runs CBS? Well, it's uh, uh, people connected to um, the Obama administration, people connected to Hillary Clinton's administration, and, and just the ties to this deep state monster go far, vast, wide, and deep because they planned for this for a long time. Now, there's a reason, Jim, you can't find rules for radicals on really uh, Amazon right now, if it's even still there. There might be one copy. I don't know, but they're burning books, or digitally, that is, uh, to, to uh, inform our people of what the hell is really going on. And we are in a warfare. They're passing uh, uh, weapons to all these people, to the Antifa that we, we uncovered here, and China's doing it. And also, uh, state FDA of California and CHP of California, and they're getting the weapons that are stashed underneath the state capitol building uh, over there in Sacramento, California, for starters, when they're not shipping it into Seattle port over there in Washington. So, uh, yeah, we're in war, people, and, and, and we need to wake people that are just watching Sinclair Broadcasting Network to find the reality, because this is reality right here, and that's what we're doing on The Real Deal Report. You got that right, Dean. That's exactly what we're about, bringing the truth that the mainstream media will not report. Meanwhile, the New York PD has spoken out about Black Lives Matter street sign. Here we have a Spanish police officer talking about the street sign painted in front of Trump Tower. Have there been any more protests since the ones in the news? The officer responded, there have been three so far. Right now, there's no reason for this street uh, sign to be here. The mayor ordered it. Now everyone knows what kind of organization Black Lives Matter is. It's not worth its expense. I asked how expensive was it to put in? It's not the expense of putting in the street, but the amount of police that must now stand guard. How many? At least 25 extra police every day. So there's a lot of salaries being paid for no reason, 8,000 a day. A mayor ordered this street sign and he's using taxpayers' money. He never asked the people who live around here, those who do business here, if they wanted it. Most I've spoken to don't. What could be more obvious? He continued, I've seen the wild horses out west handled poorly by the government too. The horses are curious when they see you on the highway, very smart, look like they've had enough to eat. They should be left alone, not rounded up. Wild horses taken off the land just meet, meet on the table for someone. Speaking again about the BLM sign, he said, the cars can go over it, but usually they don't. BLM is a terrorist organization. It's now known that they are. So this street sign should come down. The mayor is still showing off for some unknown reason that's no longer about Black Lives Matter. Here, just a brief clip reporting on what's going on. Garrett Foster violated another man's rights. As you can see clearly in the video, which I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen by now, the man's car was not moving. He was trying to get through. 
And in the still shot, which I'll throw up for you now, it is clear and evident that there are people on the hood of his car blocking him from moving, and Garrett Foster, this hero, is brandishing an AK-47 at his window in a threatening posture. Now, what did the person do in the car? The person defended himself. Ask yourself, what would you do if a loaded AK-47 was pointed at your window and people were, and people were preventing you from leaving? People with a history of violent acts. What would you do? Me personally, I believe the man was justified. And the a APD has currently released him. Now, I'm sure the new uh, liberal DA will have something to say about that and we'll possibly see an exciting court case up in the future. But ask yourself, did Garrett Foster get what he deserved? And I have to answer that question honestly with yes. Garrett Foster was out there looking for trouble. Oh, it's uh, AK-47. Uh, what you got it out tonight? They don't let us march in the streets anymore, so got to practice some some of our rights. Cool, man. Do you feel like you're, you'll need to use it? Nah, I think the, uh, I mean, if I use it against the cops, I'm dead. And I think all the people that hate us and, you know, want to say shit, to us are too big of uh, pussies to stop and actually do anything about it. So. He'd been out there for over 50 days. They brag about it. He brags in a video. It's like someone go, it's someone, it's like a drunk at a bar looking for a fight. Sometimes eventually you're gonna get one. And when you threaten people in their cars in Texas, even in Austin, in Texas, if you, if you threaten people in your in their cars, you're going to get what's coming to you. I'll just say, Dean, this guy got what was coming to him, and I think a lot of others are going to, too, if they pull this same stunt. I think the public is fed up. Uh, totally agree. You know, look who makes up Antifa. Uh, a bunch of them, about a dozen of them were arrested in, in Portland, and uh, they, they, are, they were elementary school teachers, high school teachers, junior high. I mean, th they've infiltrated the, the education system. So maybe kids going or not going back to these uh, uh, Marxist indoctrination camps is probably a good thing, Jim. And that's maybe why Trump is now uh, allocating federal funds go to uh, parents that are doing homeschooling. So that's interesting. But let's remember what Obama said, Jim, in 08, before he went into office. He said, quote, we need a civilian military force in this country. We need a civilian police force. This was part of the whole plan. This was part of the whole plan to get rid of the, the cops. But how do you, you can't just get rid of cops. You have to uh, uh, militarize them. You have to get them to practice brutality to then justify the removal of them is what, exactly what we're seeing. And then what they did, Jim, what they did is they infiltrated the Black Lives Matter uh, you know, a number of years ago, and then you look into who Black Lives Matter is, their, their head guy was, was arrested for sex trafficking. I mean, human trafficking. This is the, the outfits that are, are for social justice all of a sudden. And then you look who de Blasio is, and uh, his last name is Wilmer. He's part of a Nicaraguan uh, Marxist uh, unif uh, uniform outfit from Nicaragua. They're, they're all Marxists, and this is what they teach. And his own damn daughter, Jim, is in Antifa, just like Tim Kaine's son, just like a lot of these FBI people, their children are in it. I mean, we are fighting intelligence services mixed with, with uh, uh, Marxists 
in protected in PR firmed by the corporations. I mean, we are being attacked at all levels and I haven't even talked about China yet. So it's very uh, troubling, but I mean, what can we do other than just get ready and, you know, get ready for war because we're here. Dean, I think you got it right again. It's uh, disgusting what's taking place here. And we got, we got 130 million armed Americans who aren't going to put up with this nonsense. Meanwhile, a very interesting development. I, for some times, maintained that Bernie Sanders was the perfect candidate for the Democratic Party because of his Medicare for all in the context of the coronavirus. But as Angela Davis informed us, they're supporting Biden because he's the easier guy to push around and manipulate to promote their anti-racist agenda. So we have at least 360 Democrat delegates, mostly Bernie supporters, have signed a pledge to oppose the Democratic platform unless it endorses single payer. The pandemic has shown us our private health insurance system does not work for the American people. Millions have lost their jobs and their health care at the same time, said Judith Whitmer, a Sanders delegate and chair of the convention's Nevada delegation who helped spearhead the pledge. There are people leaving the hospital now with millions of dollars in medical bills. What are we going to do about it? The sea change that's underway could swell as a result of this initiative, said Norman Solomon, national director of RootsAction.org and a Sanders delegate. It's a reasonable hope that historians will look back in the next couple of weeks at a time when hundreds of delegates stepped forward and said, this is a red line for a humane society and we're not going to stop saying so. We're gonna fight like hell for Biden and there's no contradiction between doing that and supporting the pledge, said Solomon. The delegates in Nevada began circulating the pledge last Thursday uh, through various groups she didn't preside an exact number. The announcement of the pledge comes as President Trump is attempting to paint Biden as a puppet of the radical left. He doesn't have to try very hard because Biden is a puppet of the radical left. Democrats who understand the pro-need need for Medicare for all don't want a pat on the head, Solomon said. We want a genuine political commitment to health care as a human right. Biden hasn't got there. Dean, your thoughts? Well, you know, Bernie Sanders is the biggest shill. Uh, we knew this four years ago. Came out in the WikiLeaks. He signed a, a contract, a, a some kind of treaty with the Clinton campaign not to attack her. And it's clear as day that's exactly what he did, not attack her. And uh, he, get, he got paid off through his book deals. And he has um, hanging uh, financial scandals and crimes that him and his wife committed that but but haven't been charged because they're getting protected and he has three summer homes and I think he's doing very well for a democratic communist or socialist as he says but he is the biggest shill he was installed Jim to pacify the true progressive uh, left of this country which for a long time got along with the libertarian right-ish kind of type but they, they couldn't have that so they threw this uh, Colonel Sanders impersonator in there to pacify them and install neoliberalism, which he's endorsing again through this uh, this brain dead actor called Joe Biden. But but Jim, it, it, it's so deep that we were not only getting attacked by neoliberals. I made a list right here. We're getting attacked by six ways. And let me explain real quick. Coronavirus one, two, the COVID secret police that that we established and identified yesterday. 
three Antifa, four the BLM, five Pantifa now, the, the other uh, uh, outfit of uh, Antifa, and six the Muslim Brotherhood that have snuck in here. And then let's not forget honorable mention, oh yeah, China with their PLA communist uh, infiltrators that are just sleeper cells waiting to be activated like Muslim Brotherhood. So th this is full on war. I, we cannot emphasize that enough. And um, it's, it's on, it's just totally getting hotter every day. Everyone has to understand the enormity of what's taking place here. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Real Deal Report. Please visit our website at realdealmedia.com. This is uh, Jim Fetzer in Madison with Dean Ryan in Austin, where Mike Barra and Blake Wally are on special assignment. We have a riot breaking out at a putt-putt fun center as parents drop off teens. Hundreds mob it, and one female destroys a counter and spits at employees. Think about this, everyone. Where could they get this example? It was no fun at the putt-putt fun center in Memphis, Tennessee over the weekend. The outfit said parents started dropping off their children Saturday evening when a crowd of three to 400 people overwhelmed it putting it in violation of COVID-19 restrictions. With that, the fund center decided to close, adding chaos erupted when employees said they wouldn't issue refunds. I believe that was a mistake. Video of the rioting shows a girl busting up transparent dividers and destroying a counter. She also grabs heavy stands, chucks them across the counter at terrified employees who scamper away. Others said they were at the center and claimed some of its gaming machines. We're taking money without giving playing time. What did the company have to say? Unfortunately, yesterday evening, we had an incident we have never experienced in 57 years of business. Parents chose to leave large groups of teenagers at our facility without their supervision. Some chose to create a disturbance, the likes of which we've never seen. We're very thankful none of our golf and games family or customers were injured during the situation. We're trying to identify those involved and hold them accountable. Well, I think you see the example has been set by Antifa, Black Lives Matter, endorsed by the Democratic leaders of the nation, and they're following their example. They're spoiled children like the Democratic Party. And get this, I think we're seeing the results of political correctness which has undermined critical thinking, so we're no longer having standards for anything. We no longer required students to actually learn. We no longer require them to successfully pass examinations. We simply move them forward to the same grade, next grade level, so they won't be embarrassed by being left behind. Even in the area of swimsuits, uh, we're, we're endorsing anything goes, endorsing the idea that you really don't have any expectations to fulfill. We want everyone to feel good about themselves. I'm sorry to say, but this is an embarrassing example of the ultimate consequences of the, the absence of critical thinking known as political correctness. Uh, Jim, yeah, you hit it on head. And what really happened was to, to uh, 
jump off what you were saying is in the 90s, they started doing the, the uh, self-esteem classes where they were uh, pretty much telling kids that there's no such thing as winners and losers, rather, or, you know, we're all winners. And just like in business, you know, there's no, you have to have booms and busts. You have to have success and not so much success to then create a, a successful society. But then they teach us that there's no losers. So that's why they want socialism because socialism promises that uh, everyone has a voice. Everyone's a winner. So we've been signed up for, you know, almost 30 years now. And I, I put it all together again. I have another list. I'm sorry, but it has to be done. But this is what they've done to the black community. This is what they've done. I've been in these circles. I've worked with Public Enemy and I know the, the, the game and you'll be surprised who's behind it or you won't be, but this is what they had to do, Jen. They had to convince the black people, the black community, that there's no hope for them, that we are living in the 1800s and there's a KKK uh, white uh, supremacist underneath their bed, so that's one. Number two, they had emboldened the community into a, a revolting mentality, which is what we're seeing now. And then uh, number three, they had to poison the black culture with gangster rap. Um, your only success if you're an athlete uh, or, or it's some kind of entertainer which, or celebrity, which we know has no value in it anymore. And then add these low vibrational arts and, and just, you know, there's no value. Once again, empty nest. And then they had to create an industry around the black community in the, the, the urban areas of, of victimhood. And then they provide the leaders like Jesse Jackson, who's an FBI informant, and all those uh, um, you know, Al Sharpton types that are you know, poverty pimps, as we call them. And then Common Core is the real uh, assailant here because Common Core uh, really uh, provides all uh, possibilities of graduating, no matter what you do, you did great. And remember, Jim, yesterday I said uh, there was only a 54% graduation rate in the LA Unified School District years ago. And then I looked into it again, it's now 90%. Well, then I realized, oh, they graduate and grade on a curve. So we can thank Common Core for producing a bunch of dummies, low vibrational, uh, low IQ people in the United States. Yeah, Dean, it's not even grading on a curve. It's just automatically moving them up so they'll be spared the embarrassment of having been shown not to have mastered the learning expected of their grade level. Yes, they're trying to convince blacks that we are such a racist society that no black could aspire to political office, no black could be a mayor, no black could be a governor, no black could ever become the president of the United States, no black could ever assume a position in law enforcement or succeed in athletics, whether it's football, basketball, or any other area. No black could ever expect to ascend to the level of being a celebrity. No black could expect to be cast in the movies or to be allotted for their musical talent and creative ability. They got it right, Dean. Obviously, that's talking about the USA today. Stunning. And meanwhile, there's no wonder they're attacking Tucker, Carlson, Sean Hannity. You saw the way Tucker is delivering the truth. So, of course, because he's making so much impact on the American people, where he's the first cable host to have 4 million viewers on the average for an entire quarter, they have to try to tarnish Tucker. And this woman, Kathy Arrayo, just like the women who attacked uh, 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 Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, has been willing to speak up. It's completely absurd. The brief history, Arrayo 49 fall, fall, 
filed the lawsuit Monday insisting several current and former Fox personality acted with varying degrees of sexually inappropriate behavior. She claimed she was prevented on appearing from Fox after she rebuffed advances from the likes of Carlson, Hannity, and more. I mean, already this is such rubbish. Meanwhile, based on the findings of a comprehensive independent investigation conducted by an outside law firm, including interviews with numerous eyewitnesses, we have determined that all of Kathy Rose's claims against Fox, including its management as well as host Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Howard Kurtz, and its contributor Gianno Caldwell are false, patently frivolous, utterly devoid of any merit. No question about it. She made all these claims. She had mistakes repeatedly about them. Even more significantly, eyewitness accounts indicate Carson's wife was with him on a key evening when Rose said Carson promised her he would be alone. She appeared on Hannity's show in front of employees and the host threw $100 on the set deck. Hannity then began calling out to the men in the room demanding someone take her out on a date for drinks. But he repeatedly yelled, who wants to take her out on a date? She claimed to be terribly embarrassed by the entire ordeal, said she began pleading with one of her friends to accept the money so that the humiliation was in. Fox, however, explained Hannity offered her and her friend $100 to get drinks next door after the appearance. So the unnamed friend actually came to the set that evening at Oreo's invitation. A Fox staffer said uh, when she requested security for her guest, Alex, He's my good night luck charm. He does yoga, very calming. I run, I'm nuts. The staffer said, ha ha, of course. No problem at all. Added him to the security list. She later sent communications to Hannity and his staffers. Thanks so much for having me on. Way too much fun. A second email sent the next day read, please thank Sean for a fun evening. He shouldn't have. Well, we did exactly as he and Alex had bet down to the pineapple martini. This is embarrassingly, embarrassingly bad, but it's exactly what we expect of the Democrats today. Dean, they can't handle the truth, and anyone who's succeeding in delivering is gonna become a target for another of their scurrilous attacks. Well, I would make the case too, Jim, this is more than just liberals. We're actually, this is law warfare. Uh, we, we, we made the case here back in May that the Sandy Hook law firm in Connecticut has been circumventing uh, certain conservatives to attack other prominent conservatives like Tucker Carlson, like Sean Hannity. So they were really going after people connected to people like Tucker to then bribe them uh, wire transfer them money to then attack uh, th these people like Tucker Carlson because he is a dominant force to be reckoned with on cable news. And, you know, let's ask Kathy Aurora, who, uh, who's her law firm, Jim? Uh, who's Kathy's uh, law firm? Who's her representative? Who's representing her? And then uh, how much did the New York Times pay her to uh, put out these frivolous attacks, and they are frivolous, and I read some of them uh, where, where Tucker or somebody took his coat off in front of her, and that was sexual harassment. I mean, 
my God, this woman is not delusional. She's getting paid really good to lie through her damn uh, veneers and her teeth. And if you know who this woman is, she is the equivalent of the ultimate extreme feminist you may know about. And I've seen her and she's the one that doesn't believe in pronouns or surnames or any of these things. I mean, she is the, the ultimate definition of what Holland Oates were trying to describe to us in the 80s as a man eater. That, this is her and she needs to be exposed. But then again, she's exposing herself as a fraud and a stupid uh, Antifa like um, just Marxist, probably when we get to the bottom of it. Just as the Democratic Party is exposing itself as a Marxist organization. Speaking of Sandy Hook, uh, the Connecticut Supreme Court has upheld a sanction against InfoWars host Alex Jones over an angry outburst on his show against an attorney for relatives of some of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting victims suing him for defamation. They've also gone after James Tracy, associate professor at Florida Atlantic, causing the university to remove him from his tenured position. They've gone after Wolfgang Halbeck, who was even hauled in for some absurd offense in order to have a mugshot. They've even gone after me for alleged defamation again. Uh, uh, the families of eight victims and an FBI agent who responded to the massacre are suing Jones Infowars and others for promoting the theory that the shooting was a hoax. Uh, there's no question about it. That's why they had to ban my book. It turns out that they faked the kids by using photographs of older children when they were younger. Here, uh, Kelly Watt had noticed a striking resemblance between Noah Bosner, who is supposed to be the youngest of the Sandy Hook kids, and his older stepbrother, Michael Vabner. She asked friends, and yeah, they seemed to be the same person they thought. So we went to work on a comparison. They had the same eyebrows, the same eyes, the same nose, the same mouth, the same ears, the same shape and size of skull. Here you can see how they faked Noah Posner on the basis of photographs of Michael Vabner when he was a child. Now it turns out that I myself was subjected to a, a lawsuit that led to a massive $450,000 judgment against me. Here is a wonderful article about it you can find on the Ooze website. The legal lynching of a truth seeker, Jim Fetzer's Stalinist style show trial by Kevin Barrett. I recommend it highly. Meanwhile, we have sub submitted an appeal brief in Dane County for, against the defamation lawsuit that lays out all the legal absurdities to which I was subjected. In my note, I explain. This was a classic slap suit masquerading as a defamation. For background, see why the Sandy Hook Posner versus Fetzer lawsuit matters, what's really at stake. For a downloadable copy of the brief, click here. I am profoundly indebted to Richard Bolton, attorney at law, both literally and figuratively for representing me post-verdict. Anyone who would like to support our effort on behalf of the First Amendment is welcome to contribute to James Fetzer Legal Defense Fund, 800 Violet Lane, Oregon, Wisconsin, 53575. The appeal has been submitted, but the Court of Appeals may take as long as a year to rule. I need to raise around $40,000. All donations will be promptly acknowledged with thanks. None of that is to pay a single penny of the, all will go to the to the legal fees alone. Dean, this is just an incredible uphill battle 
where a slap suit is a strategic lawsuit against public participation. It's illegal in 27 states, but in Wisconsin, it's still permissible. This is to punish somebody for exposing inconvenient truths, drag them into court for a long time. So their legal bills will pile up as they have in this case. Yeah, these people are no different than the Mueller uh, Russian team. I mean, it's the same strategy to drag you through the mud, uh, uh, d destroy your character, assassinate your character, and uh, make you lose all your finances that you've saved your entire life that you worked hard for. And uh, it, it, this, is, this is the Sandy Hook lawless uh, courts, and that, that they're using lawfare to bring down Tucker, uh, Tucker Carlson. They're bringing down you and everybody and Alex Jones, who, you know, barely talked about the whole thing years ago. And then because he went after Hillary Clinton, she targeted him and made that the uh, political campaign issue of 2016. And Jim, Connecticut is a creepy, creepy state. It is a deep state. It is a state, for, you know, been rumored to be all the uh, witness protection people and CIA people all live there. I don't understand Ken, uh, Connecticut. Can we give it away to Saudi Arabia because they're destroying people's lives for some reason? Uh, you know, at least the ones in power. I mean, I'm sure there's great people in Hartford. But, but here's my problem, Jim. This is an attack on the First Amendment. Who cares what you said? What if you said all the parents of Sandy Hook were a bunch of transvestites? What does it matter? That is your right. You're protected under the Constitution, but these people don't care, just like the people in Seattle don't care about Constitution because they want to ruin this country. They want to they want to get the Bill of Rights in the Constitution and just wipe their derrieres with it and throw it in our face while they're taking our house and, uh, you know, taking our wives and girlfriends and everything holy and, you know, the, the whole sanctity of us they want to destroy. So it's just a war on all fronts at this point. And I see it as crystal, as, as clear as day. It's, it's, it's just war, 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 war. And just so the public understands, I not only reached out to Alex Jones and provided him the kind of proof you can find in the book that Amazon banned, nobody died at Sandy Hook, but I have already paid off 30,000 of the 70,000 in legal bills I've accumulated. So please don't think that I'm shirking my responsibility here. I'm doing what I can, but it's a bit overwhelming. Meanwhile, we have fan mail. Uh, the Rocker, Mike Barra, I love you. Take no prisoners. Off them all. I will purchase anyone a one-way ticket out of this country they hate. Give me a list. One stipulation, never come back. Tony Bitts, Barra for POTUS. Kabugi, the UN needs to focus on human rights atrocities in China. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The UN is China. Bogus hype. A very leisurely stroll through the apocalypse. Is there a rally point to join, join Dean's squad? Mellywood Media, God's got this. Entities have to have a food source. Demons eat blood and angels eat prayers. There are vast legions of angels on the planet now to help. They need prayer as their energy source, and through prayer we give them the permission they must have to intercede. Through your broadcast, you guys feel like family to me. The Real Deal is my top five favorite show. Edward Salinas, yeah, those protesters are the same ones who voted against guns. Sony Minetti, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Thomas Jefferson, it's time. Dean, your thoughts. How fitting that last uh, wonderful email for 
from that wonderful viewer was, and it's true, Jim, it's, uh, we, we are uh, spilling and, and just, you know, the tree of liberty is just growing by the day and uh, we, we need to handle it ourselves. Now, um, I wanna make an announcement that we're gonna do something about it and, and, and I'm figuring it out day by day with the contingency plan, but we're gonna do something very soon and, and people are gonna understand just the power of the American people, just the power of the true uh, last line of defense in this country. And uh, I'm not saying it's gonna be me as the Colonel uh, Custard or, or Colonel Kurtz for that reason, and nor Colonel Clink. Uh, so we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna handle this just fine and uh, we're not waiting anymore and nor are we gonna put up with it. Nice. Meanwhile, my final thoughts, we have had an outbreak speaking out by doctors right in Washington, D.C., explaining the fallacy of the mass that they cannot protect you, that the lockdowns are a mistake, we're going to have more deaths from suicide than we have with the coronavirus, that the virus is so tiny, the mass can't possibly work, that hydroxychloroquine actually is a wonder drug, as we've been reporting again and again and again. This was at a, a POTUS uh, meeting where he brought in a bunch of doctors to speak out a good move, President Trump. Meanwhile, tonight on the Fitz Presents, I have a Newtown mom speaking out about Sandy Hook. Rebecca Carnes will be my guest, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time at jimtheconspiracyguy.com. And then Thursday, Alexander J. Patali, attorney at law. This guy has won over 50 trials. He's extremely good. He's going to be addressing my appeal of the Sandy Hook lawsuit on Thursday. Again, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time at jimtheconspiracyguy.com. Meanwhile, you can find more of our work on my blog at jamesfetzer.org, on Twitter, at Jim Fetzer, where, by the way, I have posted that very a clip of the doctors speaking out in Washington, D.C., Mike Barra official, Dean Ryan TV, realdealmedia.com is not just days away. We've actually launched that Dean, it's sensational that we're out there now. Good work. Well, thank you, Jim. And we want to thank our viewers and uh, the people that have brought us uh, this, this love and energy. And we're trying to return it and do our civil duty to do so, to do it. Just like those wonderful doctors you spoke about, which unfortunately, they were censored on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everything. They were the, the, like the top trending thing. Millions of people were watching it the other day and just got censored. I mean, if that just doesn't tell you the state of affairs we're in, in the entire world, I don't know what does. And then finally, I'm going to leave people with this. Uh, starting in August, August, in reformulating and developing it now, uh, as, as well as the realdealmedia.com, that is uh, changing by the day. Uh, we're going to do, Jim, and I, even t I did not even tell you about this, but I'm going to tell you now, uh, we're going to do and hold a free Fetzer fundraiser on this program and network to free the, the uh, last line of defense in my life, which is the great Jim Fetzer, who is the, the real American hero. So you don't really have to look too far to find one because he's right here every single day on this channel and network. So we're gonna do something for you, Jim, and we're gonna make it happen because uh, you know, if the deep state and all these people got a problem with you, they got a problem with this guy right here and that's me. And uh, we're gonna fight back for you and we got your back. Dean, I'm, I'm very touched by that and I'm profoundly indebted to you 
Mike Barra, Blake Wally, the others who are making real deal media a reality. We're making a difference out there. This is Jim Fetzer and Madison thanking Dean Ryan in Austin for being here. We'll be back tomorrow with the latest from the front. We're glad you're here with us. We're going to fight this to victory. Thanks for watching. You've been listening to The Real Deal Report. Come see more at our website, realdealmedia.com.